Hello everyone and welcome to episode 81 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about Southampton, the city where I currently live. Uh, Southampton is a city on the south coast of England, it's in the county of Hampshire, uh, and it's a city with a pretty interesting history, in large part due to its geographical location, right, where it's located in the country, uh, because it's located on the coast of the English Channel. The English Channel, or the Channel, is the bit of ocean that separates the south of England and the north of France. Uh, and it has also been an important city because of its proximity, because of it being close to both Winchester and London. Uh, London, of course, is the modern capital of Britain, but Winchester was the original capital of England uh, up until the 11th century. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the history of this city of Southampton. Uh, before we get into it, just a couple of quick things as always. Uh, firstly, if you would like to connect with other listeners of this podcast and connect with other people with similar goals to you who are also learning English uh, and also connect with me, then you can do that in our brand new free private learners group. Uh, there is a link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode. So if you'd like to be able to ask questions or just generally uh, connect and share with other people who are on a similar path to you with learning English, then that's going to be a great place to do it. Uh, also, if you would like to follow on Instagram, you can follow at Unlocking British English. Uh, and as always, transcripts will be available on the website for free. That is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. So let's get into it. Like I said, Southampton is a city with a very long and varied history. And so in this episode, I'm not going to try and talk about absolutely everything, but I am going to try and cover some of the main points, the most interesting points through this kind of significant eras of British history. Um, so starting at the beginning, the, the first um, history we have, the first evidence we have, uh, we have evidence that there were people here in Southampton during the Stone Age, so thousands and thousands of years ago, um, from things that have been found from construction, different excavation, different when people have to dig into the ground, um, you know, they found different stuff. But we don't really have a whole lot of information about that time. The first important people, let's say, that we have here, or the first important people that were here and left documentation, uh, were actually the Romans. Uh, the Romans had a settlement actually very close to where I'm living now, although they didn't call it Southampton, uh, they called it Clausentum, which uh, I assume means something in Latin, although I don't know what it means uh, or how you would pronounce it properly. But um, yeah, the Romans had a settlement here about five minutes from where I'm currently sat recording this episode. Um, and the Romans, of course, were responsible for building a lot of roads and routes that are still here today, uh, although, you know, roads and things have been updated, um, you know, to keep them current and safe and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the original routes that they created uh, are still here. Uh, there's an incredible 
incredible amount of stuff actually that the Romans did that is still here. Um, and so yeah, the Romans were here um, from around the year 43 until about the year 410, um, year 410 when the Roman occupation of Britain ended. Um, this episode is going to include uh, different dates and years and stuff. Don't worry if it all gets a bit too confusing. I mean, I'm going through everything um, in order, right? So we're starting from the earliest and we're, we're carrying on through time. So all that you need to know is one period came after the next. Uh, you don't need to remember the years. But yeah, anyway, until around the year 410, uh, the Romans were here and they were in Southampton. Um, but they weren't really building out the city as we know it now. Um, so after that, next up was the Anglo-Saxons. Um, the Anglo-Saxons were essentially a blend of people who had uh, migrated from the north northern parts of Europe uh, and some of the, the natives of England at that time and a bit of a mix, uh, a mixture of different people and cultures that became um, unified, I guess you could say, that came together um, through the widespread adoption of Christianity. Um, anyway, the Anglo-Saxons is not our topic for today, but the, the historically the Anglo-Saxon period refers to uh, the period in Britain between around the year 450 up until the year 1066. Um, and so the Anglo-Saxons, they actually moved the centre of town across one of the big rivers. Uh, there are a couple of big rivers that run through Southampton. Um, and of course, now the city is a very big place, but initially it was you know, started as a small town built out of the settlement. Um, and so the Anglo-Saxons actually moved the centre from, from where the Romans were settled. Um, and their settlement was actually known by two names. They called it both Hamwick and Hamton, um, with slightly different spellings than what we would have now. Uh, but it seems that both of these names existed at the same time and they were kind of used in different contexts. Um, but somewhere around the middle of the 11th century, the area starts to be described as Southampton. Um, slightly different spelling to what it is currently. Um, but yeah, they, they, that's where this kind of name uh, initially starts to originate from. Um, and again, there were some excavations that were done, some digs that were done that revealed um, parts of the original street plans for uh, this town settlement that was called Hamwick at the time. Um, and it was actually this collection that they found was actually one of the highest quality um, collection of, of artifacts and things from this time in the whole of Europe and one of the things they found was this street plan of this area um, and it shows that it was uh, you know a, a planned town and it, it started to become an important town obviously where we're next to the sea we have uh, the port um, so it's a place where ships can come where you can you know bring in different products from different countries take different people to different places um, and so yeah these plans showed that, the, that these people at this time, the Anglo-Saxons, had you know a bit of a plan for what they wanted to do and, and they were trading with other countries and things like that. So Southampton starts to become um, you know a bit more of an important place. But during this period, the Anglo-Saxons were not the only people around. We also had some Viking invasions during this time, um, you know, from the Scandinavian countries. Um, 
And these Viking raids on Southampton, these attacks or invasions or whatever you'd want to call them, uh, they disrupted a lot of the trade, right? You had a lot of people starting to trade different products through the port. Um, and, you know, the, the place being attacked regularly mean, meant that that disrupted a lot of things. Uh, and so these raids actually um, created a lot of changes within the way that the south of England was kind of... Uh, organized let's say things were moved further back from the shore things were uh, started to be better fortified and things um, and so yeah industries changed around uh, a little bit and there was in fact actually a Viking king that was crowned in Southampton after defeating the Anglo-Saxon king of the time but yeah so we had the Anglo-Saxons and the Vikings during this period um, that period comes to an end with the Norman invasion um, so the Normans are for would be coming from what we now think of as like the north of France uh, and they were a mixture of uh, again sort of French people and also a lot of uh, kind of uh, Scandinavian people from these kind of Viking countries at this time as well. Um, the Norman period would be considered from around the year 1066 until about the year 1154. Uh, and Southampton did pretty well with the Normans. Uh, it became like a major port of transit between uh, Winchester uh, and Normandy. And remember, at this time, Winchester, which is another city that's in the south of England, that's not far from Southampton. Winchester at this time is the capital, so people would, uh, you know, take stuff from Winchester to Southampton to then ship it over to Normandy, over to um, over to Europe. And so Southampton continued to grow during this period um the normans also built a church uh, well they built uh, you know several things but they built a church specifically called saint michael's church in the year 1070 uh, and it's still here it's actually the oldest building in southampton that is still in use uh, which is quite quite crazy to think that all that time ago people built that church uh, and people still go there now it's still in use uh, and still pretty similar to how it was in 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 that time of course with some updates um, and so yeah that was the Norman period and so after that following that we have the medieval period so by the 13th century Southampton had become a leading port uh, and was particularly involved with the trade of wines and wools uh, a lot of French wine and English wool uh, wool is the material that you could get from sheep for example um, uh, and actually during this period as well King Henry II had a castle built in Southampton it was called Southampton Castle um, this castle was mainly used to store the king's wine. Uh, it went through some different uses, but it was essentially kind of glorified storage, to be honest. Um, it went through different uses and ownerships. It, it was restored a couple of times, but it actually doesn't really exist now. There are some remains, but you know nothing like an actual castle. You can see where it was, uh, but it isn't there. Um, but during uh, this period, because of different attacks on this city and different stuff that was going on, uh, there were these big stone walls that were constructed to protect the city, these kind of, you know, big city walls that they started to build. 
Um, and most of those are actually still here today. When you go into the city centre in Southampton, um, you, you can you can see these walls and they have these different kind of signs and, and information boards where you can kind of read a little bit about this period. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's some of that from that medieval period from this kind of 13th century. Southampton at this period is also likely to have played a pretty important role in bringing uh, the Black Death or the plague to Britain as well. Um, that the first time that was in 1348, uh, and that would have been because of all the merchant ships and things. Uh, you know, you've got all kinds of different people coming in from different places, different animals being brought in. Um, in general, that is how diseases have spread. You know, through uh, through history. Um, through ports and things like that and through um, yeah different kinds of people mixing um, and so yeah not a, not a fantastic note but yeah Southampton is likely to have played a, a decent role in that because it was a very big and important port at that time um, and there was also a pub built at this time that was called the Red Lion Pub and again that is still in use today not quite as old as the church but still very old and quite cool to think that we have a pub that was built in the medieval times that's still here that you can still go and look at and see um, and so yeah like I say the port is very important is becoming very important uh, in the country and in Europe in general um, and so alongside the general you know kind of trade economy uh, the economy of the city also moved towards ship building and and building parts for ships and all that kind of stuff um, so that's the medieval period um, next up is what is known as the Tudor period, uh, which is from around about the year 1485 until 1683. But the Tudor period is referring to uh, the line of kings and queens from the House of Tudor, right from the, the family, the Tudor family. Um, Southampton's uh, success, let's say, kind of fluctuates a little bit during this period. Um, there's a period where all exports of certain metals um, are required to pass through Southampton. So if you're sending any kind of metal to another country, it has to go through Southampton. So that creates a lot of um, kind of good economic situations for Southampton. Um, and they also were granted a monopoly on the export of wool. Uh, a monopoly meaning like they had total control. They were the only people that could export wool um, to certain places. So, um, you know, they saw times of, of, of good economic periods. Periods, but um, they also saw other periods of kind of economic decline um, and that was largely because at this point a lot of trade starts shifting towards London. Remember that earlier on uh, Winchester was the was the capital of Britain but at this point you know after the year 1066 after the Normans um, it's, it moves to London and so now London is the is the capital and that changes the way that trade is happening and and different things like that so um, yeah that's the kind of Tudor period after that you have uh, what's known as the Stuarts the Stuart era from uh, 1603 till around 1714 um, and so during this period is where you have a group of 
of of people, European people, known as the Pilgrim Fathers that board a ship called the Mayflower uh, here in Southampton, and they set off from Southampton on their journey to eventually discover what they would call the New World, what we would now consider to be North America. That was during that period. Um, after that period, you have what's known as the Georgian era from 1714 to 1795. Um, Southampton actually became a spa town in the year 1740 uh, because of the discovery of uh, hot spring. Um, hot spring meaning like, you know, where hot water comes out of the ground, where you have this naturally warm water that you could, you know, sit in and bathe in and it's quite comfortable. And um, yeah, there was the discovery of one of those. Um, and so this area was kind of, or the area where the, the spa was, where this hot spring was, that became like a spa gardens and it earned royal status. Um, and so because of that, there was a lot more kind of fashionable, high society people, you know, richer people and, and fancy people that would come to Southampton, that would visit, that would want to live here. And so that kind of boosted the development a little bit. Um, Southampton also became quite a popular site for for uh, swimming in the sea as well during this point, um, which is actually quite strange because even though Southampton is located on the coast and is a great place for the port, uh, it's not actually a place with very good beaches. Because of the kind of peculiar shape and the location of where it is, there aren't a lot of big natural beaches that make it, you know, comfortable um, for, you know, going swimming in the sea and going bathing in the sea and stuff like that. So there were actually different kind of buildings and different kind of um, kind of mini swimming pools, I guess you could say, that were built. Uh, these kind of baths and areas that would fill up and empty with the tide. So as the water comes in, right, as the water level rises, the water fills the bath. And then as the water then goes out, as the sea takes the water away, um, the, the water goes out of the bath and it's kind of refilled every day naturally. Um, and yeah, so like I say, you have the, these fashionable attractions to the town, um, and that also caused a lot more just general traffic, right? More people coming in general, uh, which meant there were more uh, hotels and coaching inns, right? Places where you could take your horse and carriage and uh, that kind of stuff. There were also some canals as well. A canal is kind of like, a, a, think of like a very thin river, like a purpose-built river where you can take little boats to travel between places. There were some canals that were constructed too. Uh, originally, there were actually very big plans for lots of different canals that would take you to lots of different places, but the only ended up building a few. Um, and also during this time, a man called Walter Taylor invented a mechanism for the mass production of a naval rigging block. Don't worry, I don't know what that is either. Basically, it's like a, a wooden block that will help you to secure a ship uh, to to the dock, right? So when you bring your ship into the dock and you kind of tie it to the port, you tie it to the land, you need different things to kind of make sure it's secure. Anyway, this guy called Walter Taylor managed to figure out a way to kind of uh, mass produce these um, and that invention that mechanism that he used to do that is said to have played quite a big role in sparking the rest of the industrial revolution which is obviously quite a big period um, so that's what's known as the Georgian area uh, following that we have a period that is known as the Regency period 
And so the Regency period was at the end of this Georgian era when King George, uh, hence it being Georgian era, uh, the King George III, he was uh, basically he was too ill to rule. He was uh, he couldn't rule. And so his son was ruling. Um, he was basically the king as proxy. Right. So he's not the actual king, but the king gives him powers to make decisions on his behalf and things. It's known officially as Prince Regent. And so hence why it's called the Regency period. Anyway, you don't necessarily need to know that or remember that, but just so you understand what the hell I'm talking about. Um, so this Regency period generally would be from 1795 until 1837. Um, and so, as I said before, you know, Southampton is a city with quite a few fairly large rivers and that made traveling from different parts of the city to and from different parts of the city somewhat difficult um, and so during this time there were a lot of new bridges built that better connected different parts of the city um, so that helped to kind of increase certain trades and increase traffic and, and just make the whole city a little bit more accessible as well because when you can get to and from different parts of the city very easily it means you can live you know just outside the city but then work in the city so it, it brings more people into work and, and things like that. Um, so after the Regency period is what were, uh, is the Victorian era right, of Queen Victoria. Um, so Southampton experienced major expansion during the Victorian era. Uh, the Southampton Docks Company was formed. So we always had the docks, obviously, and the port and people, you know, shipping things in and out. But now we had uh, one unified big official company that was kind of controlling that. Um, there was also the London and Southampton Railway was fully opened. So we were uh, connected by rail between Southampton and London. And so that obviously is is very big thing um, and very very important and so um, because of you know these good transport links that Southampton has to and from different places uh, Southampton kind of became the uh, emigrant station for North America and Canada um, in 1984 um, and so Southampton actually became known as the gateway to the Empire um, so because uh, at that point uh, North America was uh, under the British Empire um, people would pass through Southampton to go to the United States or to Canada or even to Southampton uh, sorry Southampton to South Africa uh, or Australia you know when you were going to other places uh, within the British Empire usually you would travel from Southampton um, and so, yeah, that's the kind of during the Victorian era. Um, the next thing that we have as we pass out of eras a little bit, uh, the next thing we have is actually the Titanic. So this was in the year 1912. Um, and the Titanic, like, like most of the other big glamorous ships, set sail from Southampton. Um, obviously not a very positive note for Southampton, but uh, it's still a notable part of the history. Um, and uh, most of the crew actually came from Southampton. There were uh, 549 recorded people from Southampton that actually died on the sinking of the Titanic. So uh, that's very unfortunate, but it does form part of Southampton's history and you can see um, different kind of memorials and things like that. Um, shortly after this, of course, World War One breaks out. Um, and so Southampton during World War One again was a very important uh, 
because of the port and it was actually the number one embarkment port so that the the top place where people would go to to get shipped over to Europe so there were over 8 million troops that departed for Europe from Southampton um, but yeah I mean because of the war in general you know not a whole lot of development and stuff is going on during this period um, the period between the two world wars because of course we have world war one that finishes and then we have a little period between um, between that until world war two starts and that's known as the interwar period um, and so this period sees another big increase in the volume of traffic uh, of, of people and in general um, because uh, the the car is becoming a lot more popular um, and there's also a lot of development of trams as well so um, we had to uh, build a lot more new roads we had to widen roads and make them appropriate for for cars uh, but they were also building a lot of tram routes as well so uh, a tram is like a mini train I guess right you could imagine it like that that does like shorter journeys within a city um, and trams were, were, were very very popular in Southampton at this point and in fact if you were in the city center in Southampton you would see a tram pass through every 30 seconds so um, yeah that was uh, mostly what was happening a lot of a lot of uh, extra transport routes being being created during this point uh, and then of course we come to the Second World War um, the Second World War hit Southampton uh, very hard um, there are parts of, of the older architecture that do still remain but a lot of the city was was destroyed basically during the blitz um, the blitz was in, in November sorry of 1940 uh, and there was about 500 tons of bombs were dropped on the city uh, by the Luftwaffe, uh, which was the the German Air Force. Apologies to any of uh, my German listeners. I'm sure I pronounced that very badly, but um, yeah, there were basically a load of bombs dropped, uh, not just on Southampton, but uh, obviously we're talking about Southampton here. Uh, and uh, huge parts of the city were destroyed. Um, and obviously Southampton was, you know, a strategic target um, for the Germans because um, it, it was a major port and a major industrial area, but it was also where the Spitfire, which was the plane that the British Air Force used in in the Second World War, uh, the, Spitfire, the Spitfire, sorry, was being designed and developed and built in Southampton. So obviously, if you can destroy the place where they're building the Air Force, uh, sorry, building the airplanes that the Air Force are using, then in Know, that's going to be a good thing uh, for you then well, not, not for us as, as the English obviously but anyway um, Southampton received a lot of damage during this time uh, and again Southampton was used uh, as an embark uh, as an embarkation point as an embarkment port for the D-Day launches right so um, yeah on D-Day a lot of people set off uh, to France from Southampton um, and then, so because of all that destruction, you know, post Second World War, after the Second World War, um, there was a lot of kind of regeneration, lots of things had to be rebuilt. Um, but in this period, a lot of things were quite cheaply constructed, to be honest. There was a lot of stuff that, you know, people wanted to rebuild quickly to kind of get stuff moving again. Um, and that had a bit of a negative effect on the architectural quality of the city, let's say. Um, you know, beforehand, there was a lot of, you know, 
very nice and very cool architecture and, and afterwards it all became a little bit kind of plain and stuff well, not all of it but a lot of the new stuff that was rebuilt uh, became a little bit plain and stuff and so Southampton has gone through a few different kind of uh, rejuvenation programs let's say it's been rebuilt and, and regenerated a few times um, and you know now in in modern times um, Southampton is still an important port um, it's very important for cruise ships we have a lot of you know high luxury cruise ships all of the biggest uh, and best cruise ships will set off from Southampton um, and it's also uh, it's a city that it's the city Oh, sorry yeah it's the city in which uh, we handle the most uh, vehicle imports into the country so when we bring in uh, cars and uh, bikes and, and different vehicles from other countries usually they come here to Southampton um, and so um, yeah, there's a lot of the economy is still kind of based around like shipping. Um, there's not so much of the ship building and stuff like that anymore. But of course, you know, all the dealing with the different products coming in and out. And uh, like I say, the cruise liners. Um, we also have the Southampton Football Club that was actually founded in the year 1885, uh, but it's still you know um, a big part of the culture today. Um, and yeah, we have good universities here, uh, and we still uh, again have good links to other cities. You can get to and from other places fairly easily um, in Southampton, or you can get to other places from Southampton. Get to London, uh, get to other places with beaches, get to airports, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so overall, you know, I would say at least for me personally, I'd say it's a it's a pretty solid place to live. Um, I, I can admit that there are probably some more exciting cities, but I think that Southampton has, you know, pretty much everything that most people would want, right? If you, um, you know, want quiet places to live, you've got that. If you want busy places, inner city places, you've got that as well. Uh, if you want restaurants and clubs and parties and stuff like that, you've got that. Um, you know, if you want to practice all kinds of different sports, you can have facilities for that. Uh, you've got a big variety of good schools for kids and all kinds of different things so yeah um I guess that is a not-so-brief history of Southampton. I had hoped that I could keep it a little bit shorter, but it looks like uh, today's episode has probably been a little bit of a longer one again. So I'm going to leave it there for now, but hopefully you guys have found today's episode interesting. Hopefully you've learned something that you find interesting. And yeah, um, as always, if you have any kind of questions about anything or if you have any suggestions, please feel free to get in touch. The best way to do that will be through the Discord group, through the private learners group, which you can access for free. Just click on the link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode. Uh, but otherwise, you can contact me on Instagram at unlockingbritishenglish, or you can email me unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.